2 Corinthians chapter 5. Would you open your Bible and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5? Look at this one verse. It is verse 17, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, let me just pause right here to take a, a quick survey and find out if there's anybody here that that qualifies right now. Is there anybody here today that is in Christ? Oh, then you need to listen closely because this is for you. The, the, the apostle says here, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. <laughs> Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Somebody say all things have become new. Father, we thank you for your word today. It is so powerful. And we're praying, Lord, for a transformation today and this new year. Transform us, God. Transform our way of thinking and our way of living by your word. Transform our marriages, God. Transform our homes, our workplace. May everything that we touch be transformed as a result of your transforming word. Speak to us today and we give you thanks for it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I know this has been said many times, but allow me one more time to say to you today, Happy New Year. Did you all have a good night last night? Anybody stay up till 12 o'clock and literally ring in the new year? How many did not do that and you went to bed about 1030? That's all right. I would have, but I couldn't. I was held captive and I had to stay up till 12 and ring in the new year. I actually love it. I, I go to bed early. I really do. But I like when I can stay up. And I stayed up and we blew horns and put on hats and, and toasted with some non-alcoholic uh, apple cider. Did I say non-alcoholic loud enough for everybody here today? I thought I'd just make it clear right off the new year and right off the new day that I'm still an abstinence kind of guy. And I would encourage you with all your heart to be an abstinence kind of man, an abstinence kind of woman. Go into this new year with some new resolves. Hallelujah. Happy New Year is the phrase of the day. It was the phrase of the night last night. Necks were, hu were hugged and, and cheeks were kissed and high fives and, and all of this. And Happy New Year went around the room, didn't it? Cards probably have been sent. But you know there is no magic hour at midnight that ushers in the newness of the year. I wonder if it's really a happy new year. Will it really be a happy new year? I fear for some that it will not. They will wake to the same old burdens that they carried in 2011 or maybe a lot longer than that. I fear for some, instead of a fresh start and a new day and a new year, they'll just wake to a terrible hangover. Same old worries. Same old fret. Same old doubt. Same old fear. 
I want to tell you today how I believe you can actually have a happy new year. Or maybe we should rephrase it just slightly to be a joy-filled new year. Because happiness comes and goes with the changing of the winds. The rain comes, the rain goes, we're happy one way or another. But joy is a deep reservoir that can't be stolen away. How to have a happy new year, how to have a joy-filled new year. In order to have a happy new year, you have to have something that's actually new. Something has to be new in the new year in order for it to be happy, to be joy-filled. I want to give you some steps to a happy new year. Step number one, it starts with the new birth. John 3 and verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, this is Nicodemus that he's talking to, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to Jesus, well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, and he said, Most assuredly, I tell you today, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The first step in a happy new year is a new birth. I wonder how many have dreamed of starting over. Maybe there are those even in this room today you would love to start again, start afresh, start anew. You can do that by being born again. A brand new opportunity awaits you when you're born again. It's a new life, isn't it? Old things pass away. All things become new. Let me tell you what I'm not talking about just for a few minutes. What the new birth isn't. I'm not talking about being baptized. You see, I, I put this down because there are some churches that they promote that once you're baptized, that is the indicator that you are saved or you're born again. That is contrary to the Word of God. How many understand that today? The question was asked, have you been baptized since you believed, right? The baptism is not the indicator that you are saved. The water does not literally wash your sin away and your wrong away. Baptism is simply a sign to all those that I have been born again. I've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and now I want to make it public. And I want to let everybody know that I, I'm not going to be the same. I'm not going to walk the same. I'm not going to talk the same. I'm not going to live the same life. Being born again is not about church attendance or your membership. I say this today because I believe there are those that feel 
if I go to church, then I'm saved. If I join the church, then I'm saved. Well, that may happen at some other church. I mean, they may have let you join, but you're not even going to join this church unless you are saved. Hello? We're going to screen everything and make sure that you are, in fact, born again. Folks, hear me today. It is not enough that you attend church. And I'm thankful that you're here. I think it's a great start for a person to regularly and faithfully attend church. But I also fear that there will be those who stand before God and say to God, but I went to La Palma Christian Center. I went to this church or that church. I joined the church, maybe. And God might say, I didn't know you. Because being born again is not about attending church. It's not about joining a church. It's not about getting wet and being baptized. Being born again is not about good works or good deeds. There are plenty of people that are doing good works, doing good deeds. Plenty of people giving to the poor, helping the needy. This is not what I'm talking about today. The new birth takes place when we receive Christ Jesus by faith. That's how we are born again. And unless we accept Christ Jesus, God's greatest gift to mankind, we are not born again. We might just be good people. We might just be good church attenders. We might just be wet from baptism. But we must be born again. Hello? John 1.12 says, But as many as received Him, Jesus Christ, to them He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name. It is so simple to be born again. You just call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. All we have to do today is believe that God is and that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sins of mankind and we will be born again. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, man, woman, old, young, female, male, it doesn't matter, rich or poor, whosoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. Steps to a happy new year starts with a new birth. Born again. What happens after birth? Won't be very long, Pastor Moses, Jamie. Your little bundle of joy is going to be toddling around here. And I can hardly wait. She came into my office today. And let me, I, let me see. She had a card in her hand. And it was, Butler was holding her and she said, Papa, look. Isabella's got something for you, and it was just pinched in her two fingers like that. She gave her papa a birthday card today. Sweetest thing in the whole wide world. Love her. I can't wait for her to start walking. Because that's what happens. That's a natural progression. You're born, then uh, ultimately you got to start walking. Step number two for a happy new year. It's a new walk. 
Come on, somebody just snap your fingers and roll your head a little bit and say a new walk. I'm not going to walk the way I walked last year. Come on. Got a new way of walking today. You got a new little swagger, right? You going to walk into the new year the same way you were walking last year and want different results, want new things from God? God's ready to do the new thing for us. I believe that. But we can't walk the same way we've been walking. Maybe. Maybe there needs to be an adjustment in the way we walk. You want a new year, a happy new year? Look at Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. You've been born again. We took a survey and most in the room responded affirmatively. You're in Christ. New life. Now it's time to walk in the newness of that life. You know, I feel that there is no one more miserable than a believer who's not walking right. Than a Christ follower who's not following right. One who's born again, who's not living right. It's an awful place. Galatians 5 contrasts the old walk and the new walk. Look at these verses here. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There's a constant war, by the way, constant battle. Every day of our lives, there will be this battle to walk by the flesh or to walk by the Spirit. Let the flesh lead out or let the Spirit lead out. Verse number 17, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit or fights against the Spirit, and the Spirit is fighting against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. They're like oil and water. They don't mix. So that you do not do the things that you wish. I know nobody can relate to this, but just pretend like. And if you are led by the Spirit, then you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. They're evident. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and there's so much more. I can't even list them, is what he's saying, and the like, right? Of which I tell you beforehand, just like I told you before in times past, that those who practice such things or walk in these things, continue in these things, They will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let me interject right here that this letter was sent to Christ followers. This letter is not to the unbeliever. This letter is to those who've already made a commitment to Christ. Paul is trying to tell us something by telling this church something. If you live like this, if you walk like this, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. 
Because you have been born again, you must be walking differently. You've got to walk in the newness of life. Then he goes on to say, but the fruit of the Spirit, the produce of the Spirit. What's being produced in your life? Is there any productivity by the Holy Spirit or is it all produce from the flesh? You can tell if somebody's living in the flesh or not. You know, whatever's in you is going to come out. When you squeeze the grape, the real juice comes out. I knew I was going to preach that. I said it to my family this week, and they all laughed at me, but it's the truth. Whatever's in the heart of man, it's going to come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? You better know it. Whatever's stored up on the inside at one point or another is going to come out. What is being produced in you, is it, is it flesh produced or is it spirit produced? Because the spirit will produce this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the Bible says against this, there's no law. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. God help us to walk in the newness of the life that you've given us, producing spirit fruit. In order to walk the new walk, you've got to feed the new man. What are you feeding yourself? What have you fed yourself? Let's, let's do it like this. What have you fed yourself in 11, 2011 that you know was no good for the spirit man? If you want to walk the new walk, you've got to feed the new man. We can't be allowing Pastor Moses and Jamie to feed this precious gift from God anything but good. Any one of us would stop it in a heartbeat. But they love this gift too much, and so they only feed her the best so that she'll grow properly and become the, the woman of God, the young woman of God that God intends her to be. We feed our spirit man such garbage and wonder why we're sick to our spiritual stomachs. You want to walk the new walk, feed the new man. First Peter 2, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3, Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking. I want you to hear this. I want you to look closely. This isn't murder we're talking about here. See, we, we think that we're okay sometimes because we don't murder and we don't, we're not having an affair on somebody and some of the biggies, right? How about evil speaking? Oh, we don't even want to talk about that, do we? We don't even want to look at that. Look at verse number two. Can you bring that? Is it still up? As newborn babes. Desire the pure milk of the word, and you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, that the Lord is gracious, and I know you have. God's been so good to you. He's been better than you deserve. God's been better to me than I deserve. God has loved me and helped me and cared for me and provided for me. I have tasted. I know that the Lord is good. God, help me now on this new day 
this first day of this year, help me to feed the spirit man. Help me to die to my flesh every day so that your spirit will live in me and help me and lead me and guide me. Is this your prayer today? Come on, is this your prayer today, church? Let it be our prayer. Let us feed the new man. You want a happy new year? It starts with the new birth. It's followed by a new walk. And finally, let me close. There should be a new goal. Some new goals. I'm not really much on New Year's resolutions necessarily. But I do take the opportunity on a new year to evaluate and look, be introspective. You know what the top three resolutions that were at least reported last night, the top three resolutions for this new year. They took a survey. What do you think? What? Lose weight. That's in the top three. It was number two, I think. There you go. You're right. Number three was exercise. Very good. Number three is, is exercise. Number two is to lose weight. They go hand in hand, and I think somebody touched on them. Save more money. Of course, you got to make some money to save money, but that's another sermon on another day. God is still my provider. How about you? And money has never been an issue for God, and it won't be in 2012. And I think we're about to see God do some wonderful, miraculous things financially so we can be more effective. God has no problem blessing us, by the way. But I like what E.V. Hill said. If he can get it through us, he'll get it to us. Isn't that good? Claudia danced over this earlier, but let me hit it again. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in God, in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It is time for some new goals. I thought about Paul writing these words. It made me think about perhaps his past. What was he talking about? Trying to encourage the church of Philippi. He had quite a past, didn't he, to forget about. He had his own set of goals that were previous and before. Some of his goals included fighting the cause of Christ. At all costs, one of his goals was killing Christians. Paul couldn't bring these goals into his new year with his new birth. And now, trying to walk a new walk, he had to set those goals aside and start with some new goals. Paul not only had some bad goals and some bad past he had to leave behind, he had some successes that he had to leave behind as well. Sometimes our, our success, our, our, our past successes, our victories and our wins 
can stifle us and hinder us from actually moving forward and being more effective in the new day and in the new year that God has for us. So it's also important that we forget even maybe or let go. We'll always have the wonderful memory of the, the past successes and victories, but to let them go and not hold on to them to where they hinder you from being effective now. Paul had to let go his past goals, his past sins, his past failures. Paul had to let go his past victories, his past successes and wins. Paul was willing to forget all that might hinder him in his life for Christ on that day, on that year. I wonder today, do you have new goals since your new birth? Do you have new goals for this new year that God has for us? Because obviously, God isn't finished with us. I said this earlier, but I believe it bears repeating. The very fact that you have breath in your lungs and mobility in your limbs tells me today that God still has something that he wants to do through me and through you. Do you have new goals for this new year? Does that goal have priority in your life? Are you willing to forget your past in order to reach your goal? Church, all of us have some hurts in our past, I would dare say. Sometimes it's very hard to leave those behind. And we tend to drag them along everywhere we go. I know that I, I had you come and touch the altar, but I felt something happened there spiritually. I really did. We're saying to God, I'm, I'm leaving this at the altar. I'm leaving my hurts, my confusion, my failures. Leaving my, my wins so I can move into what God has for me today and this year. New goals. Here's one. To love more. Love is so powerful. So powerful. And you never go wrong loving. Where we get in trouble is when we, when we react and we pull back on the love. Because love just always forgives and always reaches. And goal number one should be to love more. That goal, let's break that down. Love God more. Love God more and love God's work. Love God's house. If you love God, maybe get involved in a ministry this year that you've never been involved in before. And if you've never been involved in a ministry here at La Palma Christian Center and you consider this your home, you need to be involved. We need your help. 
first of all, but you need what you will gain by being involved in ministry and serving the church and serving God this way. Oh, that was, I gave a really wide door for an amen from somebody today. There are opportunities that will suit you to a T. Get involved this year. Determine, make a goal. I'm going to love God by serving God. Love the body of Christ. I had you look around this room before, but would you mind just glancing around again? It's so diverse and varied, so wonderful. We have every color of skin represented, married and single, young and not as young as we used to be. I love it. We're the body of Christ. We're the family of God. Can we love one another more this year? Oh, I think so. Let's at least put it as a goal. And then just love people, love the lost. That should be a goal for us. I want you to take time, maybe even this afternoon, think about some new goals for new results for the new year and the new thing that God has for us. Because I believe you haven't seen anything yet. Would you bow your heads? I would like to just go back to step number one in having a happy new year. It starts with this critical, critical first step, the new birth. If you have never prayed the prayer of repentance, asking God to forgive you of all of your sins, accepting His Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, on this first day of the year, this would be the greatest thing you could ever do. The new birth, being born again, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on His name, you'll be saved. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor Steve, I want to be born again. I've never really made a commitment. I've never really prayed that prayer. I've never made a public profession. And I want to do it today. If that's you, lift your hand. Put it right back down. Anyone? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of redemption. Today is the day of forgiveness. Come on and get your life right. Seal this today. If you're questioning at all, well, I think I have, I, I hope I did. No. That to me is an indicator that the Holy Spirit is dealing with you right now. Let's seal the deal. Let me pray with you right now on this first Sunday. Come on and lift your hand and put it right back down. 
Get your heart right. Get your life right. Get your day and your year started right. If you'll just lift your hand and put it back down saying, Pastor, pray for me. I'm ready. I'm ready for a life change. Accept the Lord. Accept Jesus. Accept the gift of life today. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Pastor Moses, lead us in this course. I'm believing that there will be those today that will step out from where you are and come and meet me at this altar. That I will be greater than everyone standing. My past. If you would like to accept Christ, you make a will public profession today. Move from where you are and come and meet me at this altar you at this time. Can ask, despite all that has been done, the best is yet to come. In your light, I will be greater. Sing it one more time. Your ladder will be greater than your past. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. More than you could ask. More than you can ask. Despite all that has been done, the best is yet to come. And your ladder. are being changed at the altar today. Hallelujah. Say a ladder will be greater than your past. Thank you, Jesus. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. Lynn Williams, come please. More than you can ask. Despite all. Despite all that has been done. The best is yet to come. Best is yet to come. And your ladder. And your ladder will be greater. Your ladder will be Your ladder will be greater. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And your ladder will be greater than the I feel there is one more. I feel there is one more, and I'm going to delay about 30 more seconds is all. But I want, to, I want to call this one more time because I, I sense the Spirit calling one more time. Move from where you are and come and meet me right here. And your life will be changed forever. You won't have the same kind of year, the same kind of life, the same kind of walk. Come on, 20 more seconds. Move from where you are. The Spirit bids you come today. Give your heart. Give your life your hopes and your dreams. Surrender it all to God. Fifteen more seconds. Come on. Move from where you are and come. Let me pray with you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Spirit of God. We wait on you, Spirit of God. have surrendered our past to God. The good and the bad of it. Surrender. And a fresh anointing has come upon us. Fresh ability. Anointing, by the way, the anointing is just God's ability applied to us. That's all it is. God has applied His ability to us today. A fresh anointing. I want you to step into the new day, the new year, and the new thing that God has for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Jim, would you come and ask God's blessing and just pray a prayer of dismissal for us here today? presence has been so real and so and so distinctive in this house this morning, Lord. As we celebrate you, we celebrate this new year, we celebrate it on this first day, Lord. We ask you to continue to be with us. Let your light shine upon us, Lord. Incline your ear to our prayer, Lord. Bless this church and the people in this church, Lord Jesus. Give us vision and insight for the following for the following year, Lord Jesus. Give us, give us your anointing. Give us your power through your spirit. We ask the Lord to bless us as we depart from this place, from your sanctuary, Lord. Touch our lives. Let us have lives that shine. Let us be the salt of the earth. Go with us now until we meet again, Lord, in your precious holy name. Amen. to the gates now, when we get to the gates now, when we get